and then they saw me in a bra, and that was exactly. it. What's going on, Pearl Jam nerds? You're listening to Single Podcast Theory. I'm Brad Lyons. And I am Brad Blazek. Taking a really nice long pause before you say your name. I always wonder, like, it's right that 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 amount of time, that silence where I'm like about to check on you. And then you then you say, mm-hmm. and I'm Brad Blazek. Just in wow. time. <laughs> I was trying not to do like giggle giggle fest <laughs> announcement what? of my name maybe that's what felt so awkward about it yeah is that you didn't that's what it was how you doing yeah oh great i'm wonderful how are you i'm good man yeah good one of those sounded sincere <laughs> and one of those did which one is not like the other i love it man you like, having a good day. I, I have friends. I, I would say over 50% of my friends are people that that don't like change to varying degrees. <laughs> yeah. But you, uh, my yeah. friend, are like a savant it's, of anti-change. I am. You, I've, I have literally thought about going to a doctor and getting some sort of doctor's note to keep Lowe's from fucking with my schedule. Because I, 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 can't, I haven't slept like in two days. Uh, they would have to, right? F- FMLA, what's that thing? Fuck my life. Is that what yeah, you're that too. You using the using the Twitter lingo. There's, there's some sort of medical thing that yeah. If I got a doctor's note, they can't do anything about it. Yeah. Well. I guess I'm sure they could. some people can't deal with life. You know what I mean? I, Man, yeah, you would be miserable as a musician. Because nothing's ever, mm. ever. Or would you just be, uh, yeah, if you could I be would, used to it being all over the place, then that w- would be your normal? Is that maybe what it would be? I think, I w- yeah, I would I would get used to that because of the, the reward of being a musician would would help i think maybe not mm. i don't know i mean i know we're but maybe that's maybe that's why like you hear these stories about like these divas like don't look me in the eye and like my dressing room has to be like purple at every single venue mm. maybe that's how i would be <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, I like don't I wanna, know. I've heard. I, th- I think you're too much of. I don't a know if it's man Madonna or pe- Janet Jackson. Well, there's a lot of people like that, but th- you're talking about people that you know did not have have not really. Mm, I wouldn't say all those people. You, you're talking about kind of a, a certain class of people that have never experienced "quote unquote" the r- the real world. Right. You know oh, what I, mean? I mean, if it was today. Then yeah, I would I would 
not be like that. But I, if I grew up that way and sure. I still had these know. hangups, yeah, right. I'm I might have to be you know like Prince, just like in my own world. Yeah. You know, yeah, and uh, some of that too like, is just unfortunately. There's a little <laughs> bit of what appears to be madness uh, connected to, to, you know, extreme talent. Yeah, but that's part of like my genius. I need that. Uh, <laughs> don't you're laugh right. At you're me. right. Often when I, I think need... of you, I also think of Prince, <laughs> as far as genius and brilliance. Totally, right. I didn't. I never noticed For that me, before. For that two hours, for me to get on stage and do my thing, Mm. I need certain requirements of the venue and of the people around me. Now, now what would be the Brad Blazik, you know, (laughs) purple for Prince? You know, what what are we talking about here? What's let's make this at least as a thought Mm. experiment a reality? What what is Brad Blazik's like? You know, only green M and M's equivalent. What? What you get? What you got? Um, like I need to have uh, like salsa, but it's got to be cold, and it's got to be a certain brand. And I'm a little okay with chips. Like I could give you a rundown of three or four different chips, and. I would need like a room by myself to like watch TV and eat chips and salsa with no one else bothering me and no one else around. Now, okay, let's um first because I want to I want to say like, this real quick and then I have, I have a question for you. So first of all, it is such a okay. shame that this is not a video podcast as well because <laughs> I just said so many things that with my face as you were saying all this that no one. No one, right? You know. Oh man. Uh, so the other thing is this. Now let's talk about let's talk about engineering. So you you would you be you think a lead singer? What's no no, no way? What would you be? Drums, drums or bass? Okay. So are we thinking maybe um, some sort of? Well, it matters because. <clears throat> Uh, you know, positioning what you're doing on stage. So I'm thinking one of those, um, those, but more of a construction hat, but one of those beer hats, right? With the straws, <laughs> except yeah. for it, it right. would be uh, on one side, you'd have your two favorite sodas, <laughs> right? And you just, it just depends on yeah. which tube you put into your mouth, which one you want. You know, one song you might be like, I'm feeling Dr. Pepper for this one, you know? The other one could be, right. I, 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 I'm rolling hard Mountain Dew for this next song, right? But on top of that, depending on what you're playing, you could also have, I mean, automation is kind of a thing these days, right? AI robotics. You could have, and I don't think, it would, especially if you're this famous, this can be done. It's just all about money, right? Uh, I think you have some sort of device on your on your chest that has the chips and salsa with robot arms where you just maybe hit one button that says, you know, hit me with a chip and salsa. However, there would be a second option for a button where it's, I don't want any salsa, just give me the chip. You know what I'm saying? And all this is happening See, while we- you're on stage even. Right? This isn't a backstage I, thing. I, this I, is to get you through the show. 
no, that wouldn't work because I'm kind of like a shame eater. Mm. That's what I was saying about I need a it could be I need part a of your art. You're, sha- you're no sharing can... that with the world. Ooh, this is your way of saying, My "Hey, chips. I'm fucked up." I know some of you are <laughs> fucked up. I'm going to get on stage in front of all of you and not only shame eat and drink, uh, but I'm also <laughs> going to bring in you know a ridiculous. Um, robotic device on on stage with me, and to make this happen, mm. I think that's what you do. Mm. And you say, "This is me making my step." This is, you know, what this is, Brad. This is Brad Blazik living his truth. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. Man, it would be hard to eat in front of that many people. Oh, God, let's move on. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I will say, though, if I ever hear you say I'm just living my truth, um, you know, we spend most of our relationship online. <laughs> just remember that if you ever say that, I will slap you across the face next time we're in, you know, in person. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this, is, this might I'm be the equivalent of someone calling you your full name. Oh, yeah. Don't, you hear what I'm saying? This is the level we're dealing with. So I yeah. just want to make that clear. If I if if I use that phrase. Yes. Yeah. 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 I just want to I just want to put that out there right now ahead of time, you know, in case mm-hmm. it happens. OK, now we're really going to move on. All right. Welcome to episode 88. We're going to talk about the AOL sessions. God forbid. This is one of those where I realize this is your first time listening to us. I'm so sorry. You are correct. You searched for Pearl Jam, and we are a Pearl Jam podcast. That is what we do, is talk about Pearl Jam and Pearl Jam-related topics. Um, But we are on episode 88, so at this point, you know, Brad and I have gotten to be really good friends, which is one of the best parts of this show happening, because we didn't know each other at all when we started. But now, we know each other pretty well, and we will unintentionally go off on these... uh, tangent so apologize for that but you are listening to the right podcast okay uh so we're going to talk about the aol sessions um was there anything specific we want to talk about before we we kind of go into to emails and all that good stuff are we good to go uh we're good we're good you good (laughs) yeah we're good all right let's do it do some emails uh you're at first correct all right yes are you sure (laughs) sorry did it just blow you out no you're good um our buddy our nashville buddy michael keen writes in i'm all thrown off dude all right oh no no true story yeah, yeah. It's messing up, the, huh? The whole flow is... See, it's is good. We we, yeah. we cut it, and now we got to fight <laughs> to figure out what's going to be the next thing. Mm-hmm. we got to figure it out. What about the um, the socials? We're going to save that for the end? Yeah, we'll just do that at the end. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. I'm glad we All right, our first email out. comes from... <laughs> yeah. That was so smooth. That was super smooth. Uh, Michael Keane, what's up, guys? <laughs> Thank you. What's up, guys? 
I just wanted to say hi since I haven't written in a while. Hope all is well. I'm still here and listening. That's cool to hear to hear from someone that says that. That is really nice. Because actually. we we I th- I I think about people that we haven't heard from in a long time. Yeah, I'm like, I me too. If they're still listening. I'm like, oh no, I no no. Brad um, B pissed them off. They're gone. I probably did that no, fucking slide come whistle. On. Come on. They're like, ah, oh, God, not again. No, that was me. <laughs> you shut. You don't listen because of that. Mm-hmm. I st- I unsubscribed <laughs> to my own podcast. <laughs> Fuck the numbers. Because that co-host, that one dude's all right, but God, that that fat that fucking that fat bastard. Oh, what did you say? Up. What did you call me? I did not call you anything. <laughs> you fucking fat lard. He said, oh! "What if? What if? Yeah." Uh, oh, now it comes out. Yep. The uh, God, we just. Right. All right, what if we were? What if we got like in a big fight? Could we still do the show? Like, be professional? Because you know, there's you know, there's musicians that like hate each other, but yeah. they still get up and do the shows. Right. Could, most, could most you do bands. that? Yeah, if you were yeah. mad at me. Get on just the equivalent. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. No problem. Yeah. No problem. Like we could do the show. Truth is, I haven't liked you for about a year. I've just been doing it. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> See, you didn't uh-huh. know. Oh, I know why. Yeah, yeah. JK, Man, you are a pro. I am, pro. dude. That so ra- pro. All that Can't rail. Yeah. All that rail drama. All that rail drama, man. He oh yeah, that's, that's what it was. He, he, that was the he last made me straw. Get up at four in the morning. <laughs> slept out on the streets. All that. literally, and then and. Then, all right, let's get let's let's let's, August, let's get back August to Michael's 20th. That Michael's was the, email. The last day we were friends. Yeah. Um, the last show made me think about something with the Dave A talk. What if in an alternate universe? You know me, I love the alternate universes. Mm-hmm. What if in an alternate universe where Dave A and the band were still friends, you could have a version of any song with Dave A on the drums? I'm thinking I'd like to hear Given to Fly with his insanity and splashy symbols all over it. Don't get me wrong, I wouldn't trade the Jack version for anything. Just a thought. Anyways, take care, guys. Thanks, Michael. Do you, do you have an answer for this Michael one? Michael Keane. I, th- I, I do. I've, well, got, a, what's I've yours? got a few. Cool. I, was, I know this is not like a, uh, like a, I don't know, sexy song, but like Light Years... Yeah. Would sound really cool with like just Dave A's like big giant sounding drums. That bass drum. Yeah. Well, he's got a different pocket too. But cause... then I was Yeah. Yeah, it w- something that's not real a big giant drum heavy song would mm-hmm. still sound cool with him doing it. Yeah, totally. But then I was thinking like Lightning Bolt or My Father's Son where they those are kind of heavy with on the drums. Yeah, I one of the thing, first things I thought about was actually I would like to hear him play and I guess it it's actually kind of cool because we're covering uh this era of the band today, but um I think it'd be cool to hear Dave A on some of the self-titled songs. I'd love to hear him play Life Wasted or Worldwide Suicide or Gone or 
comatose just to hear i mean i love i love the drums that are there just like michael this isn't like a you know whatever drummer sucks let's put dave a on us you know that's not what i'm saying i love matt's playing on that record but i do feel like there's something about that record that fits close more closely into vibe and feel with i feel like verses especially than some of the other later records it's an interesting question it's interesting to think about that kind of stuff yeah for sure especially because the drums have we talked about it many times the drummer would change would really change the song yeah absolutely. more than any of the other guys maybe yeah. a singer but i don't want to think about that no, well it just wouldn't be there but uh yeah yeah the drum i mean and we have we can do the experiment with some of them right i mean it's like we we have dave a all the live stuff even though he wasn't on 10 like the first three records worth of live material to hear how dave a played the the 10 songs right but we've also got yeah how jack plays the 10 songs and we've also got how Matt plays the 10 songs, right? Like we have these weird yeah. kind of crossovers yeah. where we can do some of that kind of a little experiment. Yeah. Through the bootlegs and everything. So it's cool. I love, I don't know if the drummer is the only one that can be switched out in Pearl Jam because that's just true or because we're just kind of forced to deal with it. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yeah. each drummer yeah. has definitely impacted the sound of the band at that time for sure. You know, but anyway, all right, we've got, well, thanks again, Michael. Appreciate it. It's good to hear from you. Uh, and then I've got Lucy, Leora, AKA Lucy. She says, hello, my favorite Brad's. It's been a long time since my last email. So if it is too long, please forgive me. Just wanted to say that I was sorry to uh, let go of the storyteller part of the podcast. But hey, it's evolution, baby. I'm sure good things are ahead. Change is always good, even if it means we have to let go of stuff. Uh, Myself, I'm evolving too. I realized lately that my feelings about Pearl Jam's music has intensified so much during the last year thanks to you guys at SPT. That uh, That I finally got the courage to start illustrating my love for my favorite band. I'm not a professional illustrator, but it gives me great joy to draw them. It feels like, in a way, I can send my appreciation through my illustrations. When the cancer made me lose faith in my body, their music reminded me that my soul was still young, free, and full of life. I don't believe any of the band members will ever see my drawings, but my love for the music is sent out there. It's all about spreading the love. I love that. That's that's really a beautiful thought. Um, I hope... To share it with the SPT family. Oh, she's got it. I forgot about that. She's got an Instagram account with the stuff. My PJ Love Illustrated. Um, Have you looked at it? I haven't had a chance to look. They're really cool. Awesome. So, again, that handle is My PJ Love Illustrated. I meant to write long ago to say that Brad L's solo episode was just great, and I'm waiting for more solo episodes. Come on, Brad B. It's your turn. Brad L., thank you for sharing your favorite musicians and songs. I'm so excited when, I, uh, when I'm when i exposed to new music that I like. Oh, and thanks for bothering to play every song from start to finish. <laughs> it says, people, when you interrupt a song in the middle, you kill me. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you liked the solo episode. Actually, 
that reminds me. Uh, I'm going to do another one here soon over the next um, couple weeks, I would guess. I think I'll be able to get it done in the next couple weeks. And while I'm still going to... I am... What? I'm just... I'm really going to make an effort to do one this week. So hopefully it'll be out by, like, next week, by the time you can get it Oh, sweet. Man, so you got double trouble. I I think about it, like, every day. I think about it, like, every day. Like, God, I got to do that Brad Radio. Yeah, man. Do it. Send it to me. Um, (laughs) But I was going to open up questions. The priority will still go to our Patreon supporters, but I do want to hear from everyone else uh, if you'd like to ask any kind of question, Pearl Jam related or not, uh, for my next solo epi- solo episode. So you can email us those questions, or we should do like a love line episode. Do a what? Like love line. <laughs> oh, that would be a disaster. <laughs> oh, I remember Doctor True. What? And Adam people, people don't want my my yeah my um. Advice on their love life? No. And then- <laughs> well, maybe I can't speak for the people. I mean, come on! Dude. I know that I would avoid that like a plague. No offense to you. <laughs> the few, the few times I've given you advice, has it not been like the most, the wisest thing you've ever heard? Nope. <laughs> not really. I mean, look at me. I don't know what that has to do with it. Man, you're just being super down on yourself today, Brad. Come on, man. I didn't mean... Get together. What do you think I meant? Just look at me. I mean, look at what I'm I meant, working with I was with serious. Here. I was serious about that, but I guess you took it a different way, and now I understand your true feelings. Oh, God. Well, it's, this, is, this is an emotional minefield we've walked into, and I'm going to step right out. And get back, get back to Lucy. I'm trying so hard. I'm trying so hard to be upbeat. To derail the episode. <clears throat> Is right. that what you're trying hard for, Brad? No, to, to not derail it. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. So everyone, uh, send. Oh my God, what are you doing right now? Are you sanding wood? <laughs> no, it's just I was just rubbing like your rub, thighs, rubbing my stomach, my stomach. That's your stomach. <laughs> Well, I'm Man, a, we have got to get to the episode. Let's yeah, come on. All right, all right. Continue. Um, let's see here. Yes, email questions. Everyone that's got questions, email them in. Uh, moreover, I really uh, want to thank you for playing the cover version of Baba O'Reilly, my favorite Pearl Jam cover version. I just love a good cover. There's no doubt that Pearl Jam are champions in giving new life to old songs. I wanted to ask you if you know other known bands that make valuable performances to Pearl Jam songs. What do you think about making an episode dedicated to other good artists performing Pearl Jam songs? Mm. I love that. Um, I know. I only know of Willie Nelson performing Just Breathe, and well, <laughs> that's not my cup of cover. <laughs> uh, much love, Lucy. Okay, uh, yeah, well, one that's recent, and we brought it up a couple times before, and I wish it was a whole, the whole version, but one of my favorite um, artists of all time, St. Vincent, who is Annie Clark. She goes by 
St. Vincent. She's an insane songwriter, and I love her voice, and she's got really weird, and I mean that in a good way, really weird songs, and she's a kick-ass guitar player, but she did, like, um, I don't know if it's an Instagram story or, like, a little video. I think it's on her actual page as a post, but she's backstage warming up before a show in the green room and she had an acoustic guitar and she was playing Tremor Christ. And I was just like, Oh my God, I love you so much more. Um, so it'd be really cool to hear, you know, have a copy of her doing the whole song. Uh, have you ever heard Prince doing Prince did like the solo to even flow? Oh really? Years ago. No. Yeah, I don't remember that. During like a, it was like during a, during like a sound check or something, and it's like holy shit. I don't because I don't know. People know might not know. Like Prince was an amazing guitar player. Oh, he was so good. Oh, he's one of those like make you want to quit. Good. I watch him play. <laughs> well, yeah. the world does not yeah. need but me he's... to play guitar too. He's so not known for being like a guitar player. You know what I mean? A- sure. Amongst like regular people. Absolutely. I think musicians and like super fans would know, but just the regular person walking around doesn't realize that that dude was insane on a guitar. Absolutely. Um, but I mean, to answer her question, there's not a lot of covers out there by other bands, like Pearl Jam covers from other bands. There's really not. Uh, Clinton Ethan, speaking of covers, they they have been doing their own uh, Metallica covers, series of Metallica covers, but they're going to have a third album come out, and it's going to be all non-Metallica, and I think they both have chosen, um, I don't know, two or three songs uh, from Nirvana, Al- not Nirvana, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, and... Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Yeah, so who was it? So, uh, Ethan uh, posted a little clip of him working on Indifference, I think. Yeah, yeah that's, sounds sounds awesome. That's going to be Sounds sick. really cool. Yeah. Um, um, so, uh, yeah, and then I know a, a, a few people have mentioned to us, um, is it Gaslight Anthem? Is that the name of that band? Yeah. They have, there's kind of a, I guess, famous in Pearl Jam circles, um, them doing State of Love and Trust. Right on. I didn't know that. Yeah. And I I want to say Eddie came out and sang with them. Oh, that'd like, be they kind of are known for, yeah. They're kind of known for doing that song. And I think there was maybe a festival or something where they happened to be playing and Eddie came out and played that with them. Hell yeah! I need to. I wonder if it's on YouTube or something. I need to look that up. Um, oh, and I just let's go ahead and just real quick address the uh, delay issue we're having. So, just so yeah, if people think we feel really awkward this episode, we just realized a minute ago, and yeah, the dogs barking. I love it. We're back to normal, maybe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I, the delay between me and Brad is a lot longer than normal, and I don't know what's causing that. But um, so bear with us. I'll see if I can fix yeah, it a little bit in the edit. But um, we're hearing each other like a full second apart. It seems like maybe even a little bit more. And so we're not intentionally uh, talking over each other or 
you know, leaving long gaps, but I'll yeah, try and fix awkward. it and edit. Yeah. Just so you guys know. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, all right, let's move on. What we got next? I don't even know. Uh, uh, our buddy, our YouTube. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, the delay is great. Okay, our YouTube buddy, Gecko Cujo 76 He says, or she says, did we ever find out oh my. from Gecko? I, I, I don't know. All right. I'm just now getting the chance. I'm just going to power through. I'm just now getting the chance to listen to this after putting it in my playlist when it came out. I'm just now reading the description under the video, and I can't believe this is how I'm finding out that Sean Smith died. Sean has always been one of the most underrated artists, not of the Seattle scene or of the 90s, of my lifetime. I loved him in Brad, Satchel, and as a solo artist. My buddy got the first Brad album when it first came out. He knew it was a band with Stone in it. We loved that album and played the hell out of it. Then Interiors came out, and I played that album a thousand times. Not a bad song on the whole thing. It kills me to know that Sean never got his due. Chris Cornell and so many others we remember were big losses that were felt by the music community. But I don't know if Sean will get the Temple of the Dog tribute like Andy or a tribute concert like Chris. I just know that he deserved to be on a stage with both of them. Thanks for remembering him with me and allowing me to remember him with you. I still can't even believe it. Not Sean. Man. Well, Gecko, we... we feel <laughs> we feel your pain you know it's it, it is sad and um it's just one of the reasons we did that episode last week yeah for sure i uh i don't know uh, yeah i'm with the cooge on this one man it's um i wish i had and not like the music has disappeared now or something like that but I kind of wish I always liked him, you know, I would I'd put a Brad record on from time to time, but not as often as I probably should have based on how much from revisiting it, unfortunately, because of his death. I was like, man, this is a lot. There's a lot of good shit. But that's the goo- that's the the uh, cool thing about music is we've we've got it forever. So it just yeah. sucks. and we'll we'll definitely do a, a Brad episode. In the, in the near future. Absolutely. That was coming anyway. Um, thanks again, Cooch. All right. I've got an email from our friend Sue. Oh, God, man, it's a thread. Which one am I supposed to read, Brad? The one with the, very, the picture? The very first one. <laughs> okay, cool. <Yeah. laughs> Excuse me. Sue says, hey, guys, hope this message finds you both well. I'm way behind on listening. Sorry. Been traveling a ton for work, but now catching up. Just wanted to tell you how much I love the self-pollution radio podcast. When you guys played Eddie speaking for the first time, it brought me right back. uh, Oh, it brought me right back to me taping this on a cassette player and listening to it live. Seems like forever ago, but what a great memory. Every time I listen, you make me laugh and you bring me back to so many of these great memories. Thank you. I can never tell you both how much, uh, tell you both enough how much you brighten my dark days. Lastly, Mr. Lyons, I'm coming to Birmingham later this month for a quick business meeting. I'll have a few hours to myself one afternoon, so I was wondering if you had any suggestions for a must-see or must-do when in Birmingham. I'll be standing, staying at the Grand Bohemian. Thanks, dude. 
that's awesome. When when was this from? What's the date today? Oh, cool. April April second. So. Uh, well, I'm assuming like if, yeah, that you haven't come down to Birmingham yet. Um, oh my God, you're oh you're staying at the Grand Bohemian. Woo, nice. I like that. What do you do <laughs> for a living? I, I need. Oh yeah, dude. I need to get in some of that Grand Bohemian money. Um, so you're in a a really nice part of town, but it's really close to downtown as well. So that's good. Um, let me think about it a little bit and I will email you back. And if you're around and want to stop by the studio or something, come say, Hey, that'd be awesome. Um, but I'll think of some places for you to go and, and email you back. That's kick ass. Yeah. That's Brad Lyons is the must, must see. Oh yeah, man. I'm, I'm kind of a big deal here in, in town. You know what I mean? <laughs> Lots of people know me. Lots of people know me. I mean, that's what I usually <clears throat> go there for. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Besides that, Birmingham. There's I'm the to biggest tourist attraction in Birmingham. <laughs> fact. There's, Hashtag there's fact. You, and then there's 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 two things I know about Alabama. The Fame Recording Studios and Muscle Shoals. Yeah. And then Brad Lyons. Boom. <laughs> That's all you need to do. I mean, you know. Obviously, uh, all the all the NASA stuff in um, Huntsville is a close third behind mm. me, but um, Look, it makes total if sense. If you're on, what's what is the uh, what's the interstate that runs 65. from Nashville to Birmingham? Sixty five. If you're on sixty five, you're going south out of Nashville. You pass that giant rocket in Huntsville. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all you need. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. And then just go straight it's cool. to me. It's cool. It's really... And then keep going Just to keep Birmingham. going. Yeah. yeah. That ro- I'll mean, be there. What else is there? Nothing. That that rocket is... You got to admit, that's pretty fucking impressive when you drive past that. It's pretty cool. Um. All right. Let's <clears> move <throat> on. Thanks, Sue. Yeah, I'll hit you up with that stuff. Yeah, thank you, Sue. Bright, you'll never know how much you brighten my dark days. That's that's a fucking compliment. It's good to hear, man. And a half. For sure. I love that. So thank you, Sue. All right. Um, our buddy, John. John Farrar. Oh, fuck. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. You should cut that. <laughs> Go for it. Me just saying, oh, fuck, out of nowhere. Yeah. All right. John Farrar. Brad Pollution, you guys are on a pretty good roll here. There was a time when I had the entire self-pollution radio memorized. Wore out those cassettes. It's the coolest fucking thing for your favorite band to do when you're 16 and absorbing the shit like a sponge. Looking forward to your take on the Dave Grohl demos. Didn't Ed give out his phone number at the end? I seem to remember that being a thing. I think I tried to call the next day, but it was disconnected. I definitely was too chicken to call that night. <laughs> I never would have. Yeah, he's I right. could do that. Ed, Ed, Ed did give out a phone number, and I was just like, I can't do it. But I did try calling the next day, and it was, I'm sure it was, it was either busy or disconnected. I'm sure disconnected. But, yeah. 
Um, then he goes on to talk about Tremor Christ. I have heard this first on 99X in Atlanta as the first song they played from Vitology. I can still remember the DJ talking about how weird it was. Having to explain it to my Christian parents. No, Mom. It says triumphant are the angels. It's totally fine. I <laughs> uh, wish it had stayed in the live rotation more often. When you hear it now, it's rarely tight and well rehearsed, let's say. Would be a, it would be a memorable opener. Man, Tremor Christ as an opener. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Love it. That would be pretty cool. Um, and John said he, 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 he sent us a picture of his ever-growing vinyl collection. Because yesterday, when we're taping this, yesterday was record store day. Yeah. So. Busy day yesterday. I uh, hope everybody got. What's that? Yeah, I played for, I played a show last night for record store day because this band I'm singing and playing guitar in put out a, a split seven inch with another band for record store day and all the money oh, cool. from selling those seven inches is going to an organization here in Birmingham called girls rock Birmingham, which is a rock and roll camp for girls, which is pretty awesome. And they do a lot of stuff for kind of like scholarship type situations for, um, for girls here in town that are, that want to get more in, uh, involved in music and being in bands, but maybe don't have the, the money to get into it. So, uh, there's a lot of that as well. So it was really cool, but it was, um, that, a that long is... day. <laughs> yeah, I bet. That's cool though. That's really, that's, that's awesome to hear that that's happening and that you were, a part of it in a small way. Yeah, really small way, but it's it's uh, cool. The radio show that I do here in Alabama uh, does a lot of work with Girls Rock as well. It's a really cool organization. But, cool. Um, yeah, man, my first time singing on stage with a band in, I mean, four years? I don't know. It was crazy. Yeah. Didn't sleep last Are night. Are you, like, the lead singer? Yeah. Oh, man crazy huh there you go yeah i'll send some stuff out covers no. originals originals cool yeah man about to do some more are recording. these the dudes i met yeah that was the night you were there the night they asked me to be in the band <laughs> yeah that's yeah. cool same band yeah well, here it is full circle there you go um anyway another tangent thanks for uh oh wait were we done with john Yes, we're done with John. Okay, cool. I do want to talk about Record Store Day real quick. Yeah. Um, because Pearl Jam was the ambassadors of Record Store Day. Mm-hmm. Um, did you happen to see any of the – Pearl Jam went live a few times on Instagram. Yeah, I saw a couple. Sh- not th- it was at the funny. moment, but yeah, I saw some. Uh, Jeff was out there handing out donuts to people that were in line before the uh, Easy Street – Right. Is that the name of it? Yeah, Easy Street. Before they opened, there was a line, and Jeff was out there giving out donuts to people in line. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, he was playing with somebody, too, I saw. He was with someone, and they did, they, like, covered I Am Mine, oh. I think. Really? I missed that. Yeah, I'll have to go back and find it, but I saw just a couple seconds of something from from Jeff in a record. I think it was in the record store. Playing a little bit, but 
I could I could be wrong. I'll have to go back and look. Yeah. Um. All right. Cool. Uh, was uh, sorry. Was that it about record store day? That's it. Okay. That's cool. it. <laughs> um. We got one more comment from YouTube from Chloe Rabo. Let's see. I only got to know about Sean Smith in recent years and only due to exploring everything Pearl Jam related. Loved his voice and his music through. I uh, uh, loved his voice and his music, though, and I'm saddened for his family, friends, and bandmates. Thanks for the wonderful music, Sean. Just another little nod to Sean there. Um, and it was good to see. I forgot about this. I'm glad I remembered. But was it Stone posted um, about Sean passing yeah, and did. kind of confirmed that it wasn't anything illicit or crazy that he passed away in his sleep? Um Right. From what he could tell peacefully, which he's still gone and still awful, but at least uh, as far as anyone can tell, it sounds like there was no suffering involved or, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I hope I go in my sleep, <laughs> you know? That's that's not the worst way for it to happen. Yeah. Right. So, um, oh my God, but did we just finally finish... What's that? Uh, just if I go on my sleep, I hope it's in like 50 years. Oh, well, sure. I didn't mean tonight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the, you know what's the funny thing is, too, about the delay, and then we, God, we've got to move on. Oh, my God, we've got to move on. Mm-hmm. But um, it do, it is, I do get to hear the full um, reaction to, to my sarcasm from you. Because there's a delay, <laughs> so I just get to wait right. on it, and then the chuckle finally starts growing there, and I can tell that you've heard what I said. Chuckle rolls in. That chuckle, chuckle. All right, that's it for emails. <laughs> Good God, let's talk about this week's topic, episode eighty-eight, the AOL sessions. You got some basic facts for us? I do. Um, they recorded this on March 5th, 2006 in Seattle, and it was released through AOLradio.com. Remember AOL? I remember AOL. Does anyone remember AOL? Um, I don't know. It was released through AOLradio.com on May 5th, which was the same week that, uh, the self-titled album was released, which was May 2nd, 2006. Um, and it was, they also filmed like an interview. Um, so like people could go online to this AOLradio.com and, and see this, this performance footage and the interview stuff. So, um, you know, kind of the early ish days of the internet. Right. Before, before like Spotify and before it got crazy. Mm-hmm. Before shit got crazy. <laughs> um, so obviously, this is during the the self titled era. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny because you turn this on. It's on YouTube. If you if you watch it on YouTube, you can watch like the full version of it. But the sound is real crappy. It's so bad. Yeah, it's really bad. But if you watch the Pearl Jam versions of each song the sound is pretty good the video isn't great it's not like hd right um it looks like it was like recorded you know it's got like the like 
I don't know how to say it. It's definitely like second or third generation video. Yeah. Kind of has like wavy, not wavy lines, but it's not HD. I don't know what you would call it. Four eighty. Well, now everyone's used <laughs> to four K. Like so, right, exactly. But what I'm saying is, watch the watch the Pearl Jam YouTube page because those those are the sound is really good on those. Yeah, I got to find a better but, copy. If you do watch the full version, like the 28-minute version, um, it does have the first few minutes is, like, Mike is talking. Um, it's, like, you know, classic, like, studio stuff. Like, just background shots, the band playing, and then Mike talking about, like, he's talking about Worldwide Suicide. Um and their tour manager, Smitty, is talking. Some dude is like, <laughs> I guess they asked him, what's it like working with Pearl Jam? And he's like, do you know who, have you ever worked with, is it Barbara Streisand? It's like it's having like five, five Barbara, Barbara Streisands in the studio. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, and then the funniest part. This dude, I laughed at this. I rewinded this like ten times. And I don't know if you can, I don't know if we can drop this in or not, but they like all that studio stuff stops. And then there's just a image of Mike. Oh, it's so awkward. Hi. Yeah. It's so awkward. Hi, this is Mike McCready from Pearl Jam. Welcome to AOL music sessions. Hi, this is Mike McCready. You're watching AOL radio or or AOL sessions. It reminds me of like a really awkward, like, you know, at the end of like a political ad or something when the candidate goes, I'm Brad Lyons and I approve this message. It feels like, it kind of felt like that. It's just super stiff and staged and he's reading from a cue card kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah, it's so funny. So, yeah, then they they kick into uh, Worldwide Suicide. This song, I mean, I just, so many things came to my mind when I first started watching this again, because this is one of those uh, performances that I realized that over the years, I guess I've just found myself more watching the clips of a, a specific song from this, rather than just the whole thing in its entirety. 
So as far as the set list goes, and obviously we'll get to it, but I totally forgot Sad was on here. I yeah, totally forgot that Hard to Imagine was on here. I mean, I remember the obviously the avocado stuff, but um, I really love the set list in general. So uh, I do remember though that watching these performances, thinking back on it, is like having access to these videos and getting to watch the guitar players on video like really helped me learn guitar because I could maybe figure out that this was a G chord that they were playing, but you know, stone and Mike and Eddie too, they all play weird inversions of, of chords sometimes. And it was cool to see what kind of a G chord they were playing. For example, you know what I'm saying? That's what was so Mm -hmm. for me, so valuable about these kind of videos back in the day was, um, really getting to see how w- you got to watch their hands on the guitar. You know what I mean? I kind of yeah. I, I re- realize how much I kind of take that for granted and how much I used that back in the day. Well, and as a you know somewhat of a drummer, this these vi- this footage has a lot of like over the shoulder of Matt stuff. Yeah, which like as a drummer it's so helpful and just cool to see that kind of shot because it's usually a shot from you know way back like from the front of the stage where you just like head <clears throat> head on watching him play behind his set and this footage is like you could see all his toms and you could see what he's doing on the ride cymbal it's pretty cool hell yeah well and i mean i wrote it down for the song but i also mean just this whole set list they played the shit out of these songs i felt like you know yeah they sound great eddie's really voice sounded sound great. fucking great and i don't know i was listening to it in my car i mean i just have a shitty stock stereo and i was listening to it in my car and it's like whoever mixed this it sounds incredible like well it's because they have brendan o'brien sounds, for all these things is that what it is? Oh, fuck yeah, man. You know, I mean, they do shit like this, and they're paying Brendan O'Brien to be there. and Because uh, mm. uh, I think there was even a shot of Brendan uh, in that little montage at the beginning that you were referencing. Um, mm-hmm. There's one shot. Uh, I could be totally wrong, but uh, he was at the board at the at the console, and he was kind of like looking to over his shoulder to the right to the camera. And because I put it in my notes for this song, it made me think about it, um, which is that they're so lucky that they're a band that gets to have their producer and mixer at these kind of televised um, recorded event kind of things that they do. Yeah, because it, it, ma- it makes it sense. Yeah, it's like every instrument is like the perfect level. Yeah, which it, you know. I don't know. It sounds pretty close to, to the record. More than that, but it's, it's yeah, it does. It sounds it just sounds really good. Well, and this is another one of those. It's so funny, man. Uh, this is a, another general kind of comment. Even though we're talking about worldwide suicide, but for the rest of them, we this happens every time we do avocado avocado related <laughs> topics, and I'm just like, fuck, these songs are so good. You know, but it's still my least favorite record. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Shit, man. I love Worldwide well, Suicide. Yeah. 
I don't, I don't know. I don't love it. But again, I've said it a million times that bridge into the like second half of the song is so good. Yeah. Agreed. Um, all right, let's move on to song number two. We've got Comatose. That's another kind of they play this song a lot, don't they? I mean, as far as think avocado so, yeah. songs, they've played this one um, quite quite a few times. I feel like I love this song more and more. I hear it, man, and I've never disliked this song. Um, but I think a lot of these, you know, like we've talked about before, the first five or six songs are just kind of bangers right out of the gate, and I love all, yeah. all those songs. Man, eh, I'm. Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll get know. to it. You like comatose, though, right? I like it. I don't love it. Oh, I thought you did. Hmm. Mm, interesting. <laughs> I feel like I like the. I mean, I like the music, but I like a, I like the lyric on this one a lot too, though. Um, he he you know he does his like using some car lingo and stuff like blood on all the pistons running my transmission yeah that kind of stuff um to me it's like i feel I like, like the, there's a lot of cars and a lot of surf talk with eddie i like the uh rawness in his voice singing singing these lyrics mm, me too it's that that raspy nasty mm-hmm. uh, eddie um yeah. i don't have anything specific Can we talk about eddie for a minute yeah yeah what's what you got just, I mean, I know we talk about it all the time, but his hair, this is like the most epic. This is one of the most epic hair styles going for Eddie at this point, at this, this Pearl Jam era. Cause like he, you know, when they, when they broke, he had the, the, just the long hair to swoon over. And then he, a few years later, he cut it. And then they they came back in this era, and it was just like that long, thick Eddie hair, mm-hmm. and I'm just like I, I can't even like oh, I just love it. Yeah, I, I, I realize. I wish I could grow. I wish I could grow my hair out and look like that. Oh. Even with headphones on, he just looks so fucking cool. Yeah, I realized. Um, we like my hair might be as long or longer than his at this time. You haven't seen me in a while. My mm-hmm. hair's like long. <laughs> it's really long. Cool. Yeah, man. Me too. <laughs> but yeah. I don't look cool at Did- all. <laughs> I look like a I look like a fucking mess. I look like Shrek or something. You just look like an unkempt <laughs> homeless man. Yes. I do. I do. How do you do how does he do it? How does he how I does think it look? Is that you know, part of you were uh, maybe wrong to correct. His wife is a supermodel. You originally asked, "How do you do it?" I believe is what came out of your right, mouth, yeah. referring to you... me. And I th- yeah, I'd be happy yes. to answer that question because 
Okay, People compare me, me to Eddie Vedder all the time. <laughs> I mean, have you seen me? Have you? Yeah, dude. Well, I have. That hug explosion? Oh, man. You, I I thought you were Eddie for a second. I thought Clint was fucking yeah, with me. I'm the poor man's Eddie Vedder. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Oh, let's not go down self-deprecating road. Um <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on to the next song. How about well, that? Wait. Oh, yeah. wait. Wait, okay. what, what? Sure. I'm still on Eddie and what he looks well, like. Well, let's keep talking. This this brown 70s striped shirt that he's wearing, like, mm-hmm. where did that come from? Man, I used to have so many clothes like that. Oh, it's yeah, like me too. like thrift store shit. Yeah. Going to Catholic school in the Midwest in the 80s. I mean, Ugh. that was that was the peak of fashion. But this was March of 2006. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I like it. He, well, but here's the deal. You're talking about Eddie Vedder. He could wear oh, anything. He pulls it off. And he's because he's just a good I mean, he's just a good looking dude. End of story. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let's move on. OK. Um. What's next? Oh, we've got Gone, actually. Yeah, speaking of, of speaking of Eddie, he pretty much plays this solo, and it's amazing. It's, I love that they did it like that. Mm-hmm. And this is actually the song that made me think about the whole like learning to play songs um, from watching videos like on VHS that I tape from live performances. I mean, we've talked about that a million times, but this is what made me think of it is like, at that age, you know, had that song been around when I was learning guitar, I never would have figured out those kind of like inversions that he's using for these chords. And if I remember correctly, like he, it, 
he's playing everything with the, the the low A string, A string kind of just droning and open the whole time as he's moving chords and different inversions um, around on top of it. And that's the kind of stuff that, for me, I wouldn't have, my ear would have been good enough to pick that kind of stuff out. So it helps so much to have, especially something like this where, you know, they do play the song with the whole band most of the time and to get to see it stripped down just the chords as he wrote them um, for the song before the band started putting their parts on it and everything is it's I love seeing shit like that I don't play guitar but I could totally see where that this would come in so fucking handy yeah and it just shows too what like a unique and cool guitar player he is. I think he's very, very, very underrated as a guitar player. I mean, he shouldn't be up there. I'm not saying he's like a Jimmy Page or even a Stone or a Mike. Like he's in a band with mm-hmm. two iconic guitar players, but he definitely holds his own. And he his unique approach to guitar is the reason why they make three guitar a three guitar rock band work so well. You know, a lot of bands have problems yeah. problems with that. Well, and he's like such a unique songwriter. Like this song, mm-hmm. one of the reasons I, I the thing I love about it is those like super somber verses, and then it goes into these like this joyous chorus of right. you know I'm gone. But it's like the verses he's he's singing like kind of sad shit about why he wants to leave. And then you get this like happy excitement of I'm gone, you know. Sure. Well, and you. Ref- and then you get Matt Cameron. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 go ahead. You got because I think we were about to say the same thing. Yeah, Matt just shows up to do the the backup vocals, mm-hmm. which is is kind of cool because normally it would just be Eddie by himself, but then because they're doing this sessions sessions thing matt shows up in the end to help out with the the uh bgvs is that what you call it back yeah man harmonies v's absolutely i mean that's we've talked about it before again i think it's another common theme that we talk about uh regarding matt in the kind of backspacer avocado era and i mean he does he does it all the time, but for me, I just really remember how crucial his harmonies were on uh, this record and Backspacer. It was kind of a thing, you know. And this is a good example yeah. of that. Well, and overall, yeah, he's he's all over these songs. Sure. Another cool thing to see to see them in this setting. You could you can see when he's singing. Hell yeah. All right, let's move on to one that, again, I forgot about and was super psyched when it got to this yes. part of the set. The, the jewel, the jewel of these, of the sh- concert sessions, I recall it. Hell yeah, hard to imagine. Listen that long 
What you think, Brad? I mean, this is one of the reasons we're doing this episode is because of this song. Because if you listen to uh, the Pearl Jam Porch podcast, they did Hard to Imagine a few weeks ago. Yep. And I think it was Kate that was like, oh, I can't wait till these dudes do the AOL sessions because of this song. Because she's right. This version of Hard to Imagine is incredible. Yep. It's so good. And it's so like, I mean, the original version that I heard, like, I think it's a demo on some bootleg. And then the version that's on uh, Lost Dogs, they both don't sound, they both sound like demos to me. Yep. I think the Lost Dogs version is a little bit cleaned up. This fucking live version sounds so perfect and so full compared to those old demo versions. Yeah, the the recorded versions, good ear, Brad B. It is very demo-ish. Mm. And um, mm-hmm. the guitar tones on this are just so much bigger and 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 louder and liver and um, just and yeah. it's just a great like there's not one moment for me in this performance of this song that makes it like oh my god that's why it's amazing for me it's this whole performance just works for this song they're just they're in it I feel like you know and again going back to Matt Cameron I mean he his playing on this make the song for me because the first half of the song is kind of quiet and then he does this fill that kind of brings him more fully into the song mm-hmm. and it just like it it just makes the song sound so much better with him because again i think going back to what i was saying those those early versions of this song the drums just sound so weak yeah that's true i mean that's just in every way it's it's a demo it sounds like a demo it's like pretty thin sounding and you know i don't know i'm glad we have it but i think i'd rather listen to a copy of this performance Mm -hmm. totally all right let's move on to another avocado song we've got life wasted
I don't have much. I mean, it's just a, another great performance of the song. I think I don't think there's anything new um, that we've or that I need to add necessarily. I love this song, and it's a great performance. But um, what about you? Because I thought, do you like this song? Uh, I it's again. I like it. I don't love it. Um, but this version is fucking insane <laughs> how is. tight they sound. It, I mean, it, it sounds like the record. Like, it sounds like the recorded version. You know, it's so, like, spot on. And again, maybe that goes back to, you, you know, what you were saying about Brendan being there and mixing it. But, man, it sounds just perfect. It's like, it sounds so, like, just like the album. Well, and they're just... You know, this is this, this is from their current album at this time, right? So it's a new right. song. They just got done kind of working all the shit out in the studio. So they've they've got that combination of it's new and exciting, right? So it kind of they know how to put all of themselves into it. Um, at the same time, they just got done kind of working out all the kinks too. So it's fresh on their brains, mm-hmm. which is what. Is always yeah. fun for me, even if it's not from my favorite record. With these kind of performances that that hit um, with a new record cycle are always fun to watch because they're so they're not bored with any of these songs. It's like I said, it's still fresh for them. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, and they're not sped up. <laughs> True. <laughs> you, <laughs> you know just, what I mean? Like you just nowadays. made me chortle. Right. <laughs> no, for sure. I love this song though. I say it every time we talk about it, but that I love that fucking riff. Just yeah, fucking grooves, man. Good stuff. All right. Um oh man, last song. Another surprise that mm-hmm. I was super happy about. So the last song of this set is Sad. think about this oh man anytime you hear something uh is this is this a lost dog song yeah man i mean i know it's you know like an unreleased whatever song so anytime you hear something super rare it's awesome and it sounds so good here man i don't know why i always thought that eddie played guitar on this song i always had that in my head that he played on it but 
I guess I'm wrong. Or he didn't this time anyway. I don't know. I don't know, man. I just don't know. This, I think this was a, a binaural outtake. I think so. But it's an Eddie song. Um, yeah. No, it's just cool. It's cool to see um, them playing a rare song and to see them playing it. Like, you know, because, I don't know, just to see it in a different setting. Like, do you know, is this, where do you think they're at? I know they're in Seattle. Are they in, like, their HQ? Or are they, like, at a, like a, what do you call it? Like a studio, like a TV, I don't know what the fuck I'm trying to say. Um, um, that studio looks like, studio. I I should have looked at that kind of stuff. I'm trying to think. I mean, they're definitely in a proper studio. Um, there's a lot of, what I'm trying to say is there's a lot of, like, like guitars and equipment that either is all their stuff or somebody dressed the studio really good to make it look like a real studio, like a band studio. Yeah. I don't, Cause know I don't which. see them hauling, lugging all their own shit to a studio, but there's like a, you know, shit I do. There's, um, <laughs> I mean, they would. If, for, it, if it wasn't their studio, yeah. their guitar techs would have. That would have been their job was bringing all that shit in and having it ready. Okay, okay. Well, maybe I'm. I don't know. No, I, I don't know either. I'm, I'd have to look at like <laughs> look at the studio and then look at pictures of uh, like Studio Litho or places like that that they either yeah, own or are connected to. I, I know what you're saying. That is, if it's like the guitar tech's job to do that kind of stuff, but. What I'm saying, like, there's racks of guitars. Would they, for something like this, where they're only going to play seven or eight or nine songs, would they bring all that stuff? I don't know. I mean, Just a lot for of this bands one would. session. Really? Okay. All right. Maybe, but I don't know. I'll have to. I'll have to go back and yeah. detective that shit. Um. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, it's a. I it's. I love this song. It, it was a good surprise on the set list, especially to to end with the song was really cool. Um, but that's all I got about that, my friend. Yeah, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Do you want to talk about? They did a like an interview, kind of question Q and A type thing, real quick. Sure. So it looked like they took, um, Jeff, and Stone. And asked them a bunch of questions, and then they had Matt and Eddie together asking them a bunch of questions. And we won't have to we don't have to go over the whole thing, but I there was a few I just wanted to talk about. Sure. Um, real quick, they had asked why they named it a why it was a self titled album. Stone basically said like they just didn't want to add another layer to the whole process of putting out an album. So they just were like, eh, we'll just name it Pearl Jam. And they hadn't done that yet, which I think he mentioned, you know, it's, it's, they hadn't yeah. had their self-titled record yet. So. Right. Yeah. I thought the interesting stuff from those interviews too were, I mean, there's definitely interesting stuff from the, uh, Jeff Stone interviews, but I feel like they used a lot of that stuff for the actual final edit of the the whole AOL sessions thing um mm. for me this interesting stuff was um the Matt and Eddie stuff like when they talk I don't know what you have yeah. kind of marked down but 
the the parenting stuff I thought was really interesting to hear yeah, their perspective that on that. Was definitely. Yeah, when I guess Eddie was talking to Bruce Springsteen and he was saying how um he's he he was ra- he was raised a certain way and he thinks that those things that happened to him kind of shaped the person that he is and that's kind of good for kids to go through shit yeah. but at the same time he's in a position to provide a totally different somewhat better a childhood for his daughter right and daughters now um and he said springsteen said that don't worry about like giving them a better life because the world will provide um those challenges if you let it and that's you know yeah but then that's the funny thing that in context looking back you know from this being in 2006 to now it's like I don't know. I mean, like the college college admissions bullshit that's going on right now, right? Like, there mm-hmm. was a time yeah. where I think that advice would have been much more sound. But now, th- you know, there's so many parents just, like, nerfing the in- their child's entire world. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. <laughs> there could be no yeah. sharp objects. And it's like... Um, right. Because I think that initial sentiment is true. It's like, well, I think about that a lot as a parent, and you probably do too, which is... Totally, you know, I want like for me to do a good job as a parent, I want my kid to have a better life than I did and be, be a better person than yeah. I am and, and all those things. But um, you also don't want to raise entitled, unempathetic right. little shits either. <laughs> You know, it's like, and sometimes you, <laughs> yeah. you do look at them and you go, man, your life's so fucking, you know, I look at Aiden sometimes like your life is so fucking easy and you have no idea how yeah. easy it is. And part of me is mm-hmm. like almost, I mean, I don't do this, but part of me is like, well, I need to make it harder for you. Fuck. You got to like, yeah. you got to kind of man <laughs> up, you know what I mean? But then it's like, right. no, man, yeah. life's fucking throws enough shit at you. Like I, I need to be a safe, secure place, not a unrealistic, um, because I love you, you can do absolutely no wrong kind of bullshit either version of the world. But yeah, you know, it's finding that happy medium. I don't know. It's a good point. Yeah. Well, my thing is with Amanda, like sometimes this is not now she's, you know, older, but when she was younger, like I would be like, um, could you please like maybe put your dishes up? And she'd just like start crying and why are you so mean to me? (laughs) I'm just like, are you insane? Like, do you know grandma Trudy was a monster to me when I was a kid? (laughs) You know what I mean? And it's just, it's so funny how, you know, we just, as kids, we see the world so differently, Sure, you know? And but yeah, like I, I dude, I I want to I you know I want to spoil her, and be as nice as I can to her, and like I want home to be a place that she wants to be, because the world is so awful, right? You know what I mean? But it can at the be, same yeah. time, I don't want her, I don't want her to be surprised 
when the world is awful. Exactly. And not be prepared for it. So. Yeah, man. I don't know. Oh, God. It's just, parenting is just like. I don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> parenting is just like, I don't mean this in some, it's just kind of true. It's just like, you if you look back at every day, kind of like at the end of the day and go, did I do all right? I mean, I would say yes. I mean, most of the time, I'm doing all right, but it is just littered with just tons of mistakes, <laughs> like all the time. Like, yeah. why did I get so upset about that? Or I don't know. There's a million things during the day, but you just do the best you can. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, now that everyone's got our parenting advice, because people should totally be listening right. to me about parenting. <laughs> that's, that's forget love line. Forget let's love do, line. Yeah, man. Yeah, let's do parent. Pearljamparenting dot com. Uh, I'll just end on something I thought was a really sweet moment. Was Matt talking about how they toured with the Stones, and that Eddie came out on stage i think to sing wild horses and matt matt's quote was they said they were watching they're watching eddie up there with the stones and matt says yep that's my boy and i just was like oh they 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 love each other yeah you know it's cool seeing them together yeah there's it seems to be a reason why the the two of them um are together in most of the interviews. Like if Eddie's in an interview, a lot of times it's with Matt. All right. That's it for episode 88 covering the AOL sessions. I'm glad we had that. And, um, I don't know. We'll be back next week. If you want to email us, you can email us single podcast theory at gmail.com. You can also find us on all the socials. So hit us up there. And we're also on YouTube. Uh, Oh my god, I just almost burped in the middle of talking. That that, that was, was awesome. awesome. <laughs> if you'd like to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash single podcast theory. All the incentives and everything are there. And we actually have a couple new patrons this week. We do. Who we got? Uh, we mentioned Michael Michael Keen before, our buddy. Um, Michael was the first dude we met that was a listener, isn't it? Yep, at the Metal Up Your Podcast party. Yeah. Michael Keen. Um, and who else do we have here? Robert Remington. Hell yeah, man. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. Yes. We're, totally. we're excited Thank that people even that people even listen, much less go um, above and beyond. So we appreciate all of you guys. Yeah, it's very cool. All right, let's get the hell out of here. Until let's, next week. Please, dude. Please. I, I'm Brad Lyons. <laughs> I'm Brad Blazek saying things were different then. All is different now. Hell yeah. Peace. See ya. I died and you watched. I died and you walked by and said no. I'm dead. <laughs>